Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, July 17th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 530 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. Once again, this is the this is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about, of course, our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, we start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Girardi Girolamo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWUS Hall of Famer, and also <clears throat> part of the team that brings you uh, WWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us on the chat on the talk show chat box here tonight, uh, of course, the other half of the raw, of the uh, other part of the raw radio broadcast team, of course, on talkshoot.com, and the first 2016 WWE US Hall of Famer with today in wrestling history, of course, it is the human suplex machine John Gross. Uh, nobody, not, no, no one else is on quite yet, but we'll have we might have one or two more folks pop on in here in just a little while. But for now, let's bring JD and John in and say welcome to them for what should be an explosive and dynamic episode 530 of Revolution. Yep, it's Tuesday night. We know where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, a, that, that's a great way of putting it there, J.D. <clears throat> and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed here tonight comes from one of, from one of our partner groups of WCWS, of course, that group being Wrestling Info Kid News and Rumors. If you care to check out our live video feed here tonight for episode 530, of Revolution, please feel free to uh, join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups. It should be forward slash capital W Wrestling, capital I for Info Kid, and capital, I mean, capital I for Info, and capital K, the word Kid, Wrestling Info Kid, if you want to join us and uh, chime in on everything, anything and everything that we talk about here tonight. And, of course, through TalkShoot.com, the phone number is always 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight, which will include, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our wrestling news and views and history and birthdays, we will also be talking about, yes, indeed, our uh, thoughts and opinions on the raw matches from this past Sunday's Extreme Rules pay-per-view, plus also... The, the Raw event last night from Buff, the 
we all have definitely have a lot to say about some of the events that took place there <clears throat> as well. Plus, also, folks, as I mentioned on Wrestling Revisited earlier tonight, there may be a possible announcement concerning, uh, concerning one of our newer championships that we haven't talked about in a long time, and that may be coming up here this evening. I'm not sure yet, but we'll keep you informed if, in fact, um, if in fact, of course, I am prepared to make that announcement. If not, we'll definitely make it tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of Revolution. So let's get things rocking and rolling here, folks, with our rest of news and views here. And, of course, to get us going with that, Thumb King Ice is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Geronimo. J.D., what's going on in the rest of news scene this evening? WWE announced that Kane suffered a broken ankle, despite the fact he worked Sunday's Extreme Rules event in a walking boot, however, mind you. We'll see what happens tonight, however, mind you, on SmackDown. Speaking of SmackDown, however, there's been one match listed for tonight, however, as AJ Styles will take on Andreas and Almas, if you will, on the show, as Selena Vega answered the challenge for Almas before the show aired tonight in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, however, Monday's WWE Raw television show airs 2.87 million viewers, according to ShowBuzzDaily.com. Viewership was up from the 2.47 million hours from last week. The first hour scored 3.118 million viewers, hour two did 2.859 million viewers, and the final hour averaged 2.622 million viewers. The Major League Baseball home run derby delivered 5.6 million viewers, however, mind you, following the celebrity softball game that followed the derby, and included uh, WWE superstar The Miz, and as a result, Howard did 2.54 million viewers for ESPN on the night. Meanwhile, Total Bell was, however, and its viewership dropped our opposite extreme rules. After doing 719,000 the week before, however, they dropped to 594,000 this week. This was the third lowest viewership number of the season, the worst since the May 27 edition, mind you. I believe the final episode of the season will air this week, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Meanwhile, speaking of Raw, however, the Raw ratings this week went up from 1.73, however, or near 17.5, just between 17 and 17.5 to 1.96 this week. So they kind of improved their rating this week in Buffalo. Uh, as we said, The Miz, of course, however, was at the Celebrity All-Star Game last night in Washington for the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, however, that was going on tonight. That is going on tonight, however, in the nation's capital. As a result, we do have an update on that game. It is the middle of the fourth inning right now with the American League leading 2-1 as Aaron Judge and Mike Trout have homered for the uh, leading team, however, mind for the American League team, however, mind you. In addition to that, however, there is also talk that Manny Machado, the Baltimore Orioles, could be traded within the next couple of days. Early speculation has it possibly that either the Philadelphia Phillies, the Milwaukee Brewers, the L.A. Dodgers, the Arizona Timebacks, or the Cubs are all playing their hands, however, to the Orioles right now to see if they will acquire Machado, if you will. Uh, like, and like we said last night, of course, the Miz competed in the All-Star game, if you will, however, mind you, however. Uh, let's see, some other news going on, however. Um... I did see something, so bear with me here, folks. I just saw it. Uh, oh, yes, we do have two matches listed on 205 Live tonight, however, if you will, however. Akira Tozawa will take on Leo Rush, and as we mentioned last week, Noam Dar will take on TJP. And finally, however, some sad news to report in Pittsburgh tonight. Former Steelers superstar Gabe Rivera, however, whose season only lasted all but six games in the league in his rookie year, 
and who was cut short, however, due to a severe car accident back in 1983, died late last night slash early this morning at the age of 57. Rivera, who was paralyzed in October 83 following a car collision, however, known as Senior Stack, however, stood 6'2", 290, and only played six games for the Sears back in 1983, the year that they drafted him. The Sears at the time had passed over former Miami Dolphins quarterback, however, and hometown Pittsburgh native, however, Dan Marino, in the draft. The incident, however, with Senior Sack occurred, however, back in October 2003 when apparently he was illegally intoxicated when he crossed over the center line in his Datsun 280SX sports car and collided with another vehicle. At the time, Rivera, who was not wearing a seatbelt, was ejected through the back window, suffering a crushed spinal column, broken ribs, and a punctured lung. His right arm was permanently damaged and the injuries left him paralyzed from the chest down. In 2012, he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame and was a member of the Texas Tech Sports Hall of Fame and San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. For at least 15 years, he volunteered, however, mind you, as a tutor with Inner City Development Center, a nonprofit for disadvantaged use in San Antonio. Despite his disability, however, Rivera told the San Antonio Express in 2014, It's not work. It's a great feeling just to watch the kids and watch them play around and goof around. And I remember what it was like when I was young and playing around. He also went on to say that he hoped to enjoy a long life, however, to which he concluded by saying, people can age in a chair, hopefully hit my 70s or more. Well, unfortunately, that isn't the case now. And, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with Rivera's friends and family tonight in Texas. Thank you very much, Mr. J.D. Of course, J.D., along and with... And I will say one thing about that real quick before we get into uh, the birthdays and dates. The accident that they're talking about, it, as I said, it did occur. I did put a lot of stuff up, however... In one of our pages, however, the page that John and I and all of us uh, do, however, uh, the accident occurred, like I said, in late October of 83. It was just down the street from where I lived, believe it or not, and it was six months before we moved in to that place where we live at now, how that had occurred. And I remember the accident quite well, hearing the stories about the accident. And like I said, however, it was unfortunate, but like I said, it occurred six months before I moved into the place I'm living at now. And like I said, the reports say he passed away due to a very severe illness. Thank you very much, Aaron. Once again, J.D. of course, like I said, J.D. along with King and W.O. of R.T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that fit the print here in the radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and black tape, you cannot beat that big-time combination indeed. Before, once again, before we get to the rest of history and history and pleasure, I can't wait to, to read here in just a few moments. I will go ahead and say that now join us on the line here uh, 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 a fellow Western Pennsylvanian, of course, uh, the Heartbreak Kid as well, uh, 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, <clears throat> also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. He, of course, as, as we said, think of his nickname, you got to go back to that 60 sitcom Happy Days, folks. And uh, think about they're one of those infamous characters of all time there. But a little something just like this, be with E. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie has made it on to episode 530 of Revolution. Uh, Fonzie, welcome, sir. Uh, thank you. Um, I just want to come on real quickly. Um, after this afternoon, that's why I was talking low, J.D., yeah. uh, earlier. Um, my son came down and looked at my knee. Yeah. Uh, I was walking earlier today and my knee buckled and 
I said I re-broke my kneecap, Ooh. but um, he told me I bruised it, and I got to ice it tonight. Uh, I just want to come on. Um, I might give my opinion, my thoughts for Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, if it's, if it's okay with Chad and you, J.D. Yeah, I have a moment um, then. You just think because, uh, I just um, I have to take my shower and I have to be up at seven thirty in the morning because I have an appointment with my eye doctor who I was supposed to have surgery today, but I just found out with my neighbor I went to school with her daughter and I find out that she had the same surgery as me and. They're they want the custom lens, so mm. I gotta do more tests, and they want to fit the custom lens in their permit. So I find this out because she had the same thing, and um, one of my friends is a personal trainer, and JD knows her. Yep. Oh, we talk about her sometimes. Yep. Uh, her friend just passed away, um, and he's donated his organs to whatever it is. I might might be getting his his uh, cornea, a pupil. Oh. Okay. Um, um. Yeah. So that's why I think it was delayed. Because he he just happened like a couple a week ago, so I think that's why it is postponed. And plus, they want a custom lens, and with the donate her friend's cornea. So that's why they postponed my surgery until next uh, the next. Uh, Tuesday, August 14th. But I just want to come on. If it's okay with Chad and you, if I can get my opinion for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown tomorrow night, if it's possible. If not, then I'll just stay on and get my my uh, my action for Monday Night Raw. Well, Fonzie, here's uh, here, here's I was sitting here and like I said, you were telling us every time, and I just wanted to mention. I hope first off, definitely by all means, you know that that hopefully that does does get better, and uh, as we'll be we'll be of course during the night here, we'll be praying for you there, guy. Uh, okay. But I will I will go ahead and I'll go ahead and hear Becky's recommendation because tomorrow night we're going to be probably tonight primarily it was in addition to. Raw itself. We were also going to talk about the Raw matches from Extreme Rules. So here's what I'm going to do here. Uh, Thursday night on Wolfpack, I will give you the opportunity to talk about Raw. Um, and okay. that, way that, that, that will give you a little bit more time because, like I said, everybody's going to get, leave their opinions about all this, and it's going to it's going to this, the show's going to be the show is going to be uh, a big one here. Definitely, it's going to be a big one here indeed. Talking about the pay-per-view and everything, you know, yeah. tonight. Yeah. So, 
So th- Thursday night on Wolfpack, we don't have a whole lot going on. I will give you the floor, and I'll just give you the, the matches from Raw that took place at Extreme Rules, and you just yeah, give your yeah, that's fine. About that's fine. And then, of course, you can give your opinion about Monday Night's Raw on Thursday night as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank anyway, you, you so rest. Much, I appreciate that. No, sir. You yeah. rest tonight. Yeah. Okay. And, J.D., uh, no. not too late. Can you yeah, give I'll, me I'll a call? Uh, call me tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'll buzz you. If not tonight, I'll buzz you in the morning. What What time is your appointment? It's nine ten. Uh, I gotta leave the house for seven thirty. All right, I'll, I'll be up around eight o'clock. I'll be up around eight o'clock, so I'll buzz you. Okay, that's fine. All right. And Chad, thank you for doing that for me. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Um, I'll be on tomorrow night. But, uh, it just it got a freak accident today, and I was paranoid that I thought I broke my kneecap again, and no, it was just bruised, but I got to ice it. I iced it before he came down. He took a look at it. Uh, he let my knee, and um, he felt a little twink uh, 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 ligament, so he's like, yeah, it's bruised, just ice it, uh, take the epiprofen for pain, which I did, so I hope it heals by tomorrow morning, and, you know, but like I said, I appreciate it, Chad, I want to get my, my, you know, reaction with the pay-per-view for Sunday, Monday Night Raw, and actually SmackDown, but um, not tonight because what the freak accident happened. But I appreciate it, Chad, for letting me, let me yes, do it on Thursday night, and I thank you. Uh, from awesome. the part of my heart, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to get going here, and yeah, and have a great night. And I'm sorry that I can't really stay on. And yeah, um, what a freak accident happened this afternoon. Um, I'm still a little, yeah, it still hurts and bugs me a little bit. But I'm walking it off just a little bit. But yeah, I'm gonna ice it before I go to bed. And yeah, like I said, I have to get up at 7:30 because I gotta be at the house, leave the house at 7:30 because traffic down the street from me, and plus the traffic going in Parkway East going to Marlowville. So yeah, so I gotta fight both traffics. And I appreciate that. And JD, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And Chad, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right, bud. You have us have a good evening. Rest well, and uh, and uh, uh, we wish you well on your appointment tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Have yeah. a good night, guys. Okay. Yep. Hey, John. Take care, Fonz. That was a heartbreak kid, Fonzie here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as I, as we, as of course, as, as you heard, as you heard, of course. Uh, I was informed also of this earlier to, earlier this evening. We didn't think he was going to pop on for any reason, but but he he did, and 
we, uh, we of course, will be saying a prayer for Fonz. Of course, as he gets off the pressure within the next little while, of course, for the big-time surgery here. And uh, that's all we can really do at this time here, folks. We definitely have to do, definitely have to uh, to, uh, to uh, pray, indeed, for uh, for the heartbreak kids here tonight. Let's go ahead and get going here with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, uh, July the 17th. And, of course, J.D., uh, by all means, sir, please keep us up to date with Fonzie as well. Thank you very much. Uh, and here's here's John's uh, history of birthday sport today. <clears throat> no, not that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. J.D., that Bloody Mary and those two six takes down could be pretty good, by the way. <laughs> uh, 28 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see here, 1990. I, I do believe that is uh, correct. Yes. In Ishikawa, Japan. Terry Gordy defeated Stan Hansen to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship. His second reign, however, is a brief one as he lands in the hospital 10 days later due to an overdose on painkillers and is forced to vacate the title. 24 years ago today, put it at 1994, WCW presented the first ever Bash at the Beach from the Orlando Arena in Orlando, Florida. About 14,000 were in attendance with 225,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show's hook would be the first ever televised match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, although both men would wrestle in WWF live events. Bash at the Beach would be the most bought pay-per-view since the Great American Bash in 1990. Of course, that was highlighted by Sting defeating Ric Flair for the NWA World title for the first time. Steve Austin also defeated Ricky Steamboat to retain the WCW United States title, and this would, this would be Steamboat's final pay-per-view wrestling appearance for WCW. He would win the title at Clash of the Champions in August, but vacate the title at Fall Brawl. He would be fired by Eric Bischoff via FedEx. Steamboat wouldn't wrestle on another pay-per-view until WrestleMania 25. So it's been, it was a long time since he went and wrestled at another pay-per-view. Hmm. Pretty Wonderful defeated Captain Jack and Kevin Sullivan to win the WCW Tag Team titles. And, of course, Hulk Hogan defeated Rick Flair to win the WCW World title for the first time. Hogan's buddy, Mr. T, from the A-Team was in the corner of Hogan as well as NBA superstar Shaquille O'Neal. But I remember he was sitting at ringside, and I remember uh, the world title belt was being held by Shaq. I remember Bobby Heaton saying, J.D., you might remember this. He's saying to, to Shaquille, to Shaquille O'Neal, the world title belt looks like a set of cufflinks. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, this was Hogan's first wrestling televised match since June of 1993 when he defended the WWF title against Yokozuna at King of the Ring. 18 years ago today, which we put it at the year 2000, on Nitro from Auburn, Auburn, Auburn Hills, Michigan, Lance Storm defeated Mike Austin by submission in the finals of a one-night tournament to capture the WCW United States title. The championship was vacated following Bash at the Beach when then-champion then Scott Steiner used the then-banned Steiner recliner in the match. 16 years ago today, 2002, Sabu made his first NWA TNA debut with a win over Malice in a ladder match. Thirteen years ago today, put it at 2005, TNA presented no surrender with the TNA debut of Rhino after the match as he spared or gored Raven when Raven successfully defended the NWA TNA title against Abyss. Last time anyone saw Rhino was in WWE-related work as he entered the 2005 one-night stand in Japan on that same day. Hiroshi Kanahashi won the finals of a one-night tournament for the IWGP heavyweight title. Eleven years ago today, we put it at 2007. At a SmackDown taping in Laredo, Texas, 
The show was scheduled, and then J.D., listen to this very carefully. You might find this interesting. The show was originally scheduled to be in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. But due to the Chris Benoit family tragedy a few weeks earlier, it was moved to Texas. Why, why, why they would move it from Canada to Texas, I don't know. But, they, but they, so, there you go. On that show, Edge forfeited the World Heavyweight title due to a torn left pectoral muscle he suffered a week earlier. It would sideline him into the 2007 Survivor Series when he interfered in the match between Batista and The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell when he was dressed up as the cameraman. The vacancy would immediately be filled. <coughs> Excuse me. A 20-man over-the-top row battle royal would be held for the World Heavyweight title as the great Kali captured the World Heavyweight title by last eliminating Batista and Kane. Originally, the match was scheduled to be Kane versus Edge for the World Heavyweight title, and it was scheduled to be Batista versus the great Kali. And inter- interestingly enough, Kane and Batista battled for the number one contendership to determine who would face Kali at the bash for the title. They fought to a no contest, and it set up a triple threat match between the three monsters for the World Heavyweight title. Seven years ago today, 2011, WWE presented Money in the Bank from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, close the suburb of Chicago. 14,815 were in attendance, with 195,000 homes purchasing the event on pay-per-view. That's way up from 165,000 homes from the 2010 edition. In addition to the show where two ladder matches would be held, the hook of the show would be CM, Bu- CM Punk's threatening to leave the company as WWE champion, as it was announced a few weeks prior that this would be his last show with the company. Daniel Bryan defeated Cody Rhodes, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel, Kane, Sheamus, Sin Cara, and Wade Barrett in a SmackDown Money in the Bank ladder match for a future World Heavyweight title match for up to one year. Of note, Sin Cara was injured early on in the match by Sheamus. In reality, the injury was a write-off. Sin Cara tested positive for steroids a few weeks prior to the event and was subsequently suspended for 30 days. As for Daniel Bryan, he cashed in his money in the bank briefcase five months later, defeating the big show at TLC to capture the World Heavyweight title. Also, Alberto Del Rio defeated Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, The Miz, Alex Riley, Evan Bourne, R-Truth, and Jack Swagger for a future WWE Championship match. Del Rio would immediately cash in his briefcase at, at SummerSlam by becoming the new WWE Champion. Christian defeated Randy Orton by DQ to win the World Heavyweight title. Per pre-match stipulation, Orton could lose the title if he was disqualified or there was evidence of bad officiating. Orton was disqualified due to a low blow. CM Punk defeated John Cena to capture the, the WWE title. The hometown fans were in association for Punk, while the others booed Cena, similar to what happened in the 2006 one-night stand when Cena was booed out of the building in the Hammerstein Ballroom when Cena defended his belt against Rob Van Dam and wound up losing. In the closing moments of the match, Oh, real quick, to give you an update, however, I think I mentioned this the other day, but if not, I'll mention it now. We understand, believe it or not, WWE has set the day and location for their taping of the New Year's Day edition of SmackDown. It will be in Pittsburgh, believe it or not. Oh, the New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's Day. They're going to tape it on the 29th, that Saturday, and it'll air that Tuesday on a tape delay, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, so I would imagine they're going to do 
And like I said, I imagine they're going to they're going to probably announce eventually where Raw is going to be at the 28th because New Year's unless they do Raw live New Year's Eve, but they might do it on a tape delay as well. And then like I said, we'll know these shows Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, the 24th and 25th, which of course will be probably taped the 21st and 22nd. It says here, as of now, WWE has set the date and location for their taping of their 2019 New Year's Day SmackDown. However, mind you. The company announced on Tuesday that the episode will tape on December 29th in Pittsburgh at the PPG Paints Arena. The pre-sale code by Ticketmaster is HOLIDAY, and I believe that will go on sale this weekend, I believe, or next week. Oh, wow. Well, there you go there, folks. New Year's Day edition of SmackDown will be in Pittsburgh at the PP Paints, I mean, PPG. <laughs> PPG Paints Arena, yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I and, know, and, we got into that yesterday. And sit in the golden section. <laughs> yeah. There we go again. Okay, yeah, that was funny. But yeah. I do have also some other news here about some other superstars. First off, uh, you can meet next Saturday the King of Strong South, the iPlay America store in Freehold, New Jersey, from 9 to noon, Shinsuke Nakamura. And also, ladies and gentlemen, from 11 to, let's see, where is it? I just saw it, 12.30. And then from 12.30 to 2, you can meet the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, however, at the Adventureland store at the Voorhees Town Center in New York, Voorhees, New Jersey. But from 11 to 12.30, you can meet the Jersey Gumchewing, Moonwalk, Trash Talking, Jersey Hobag, little, uh, let's just say, CT, however, Bitch, Carmella, next set. Oh, 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 okay. All right. Thank you, thank you very much, sir, J.D. I do appreciate that. Also, and as we get back to the wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, uh, talking about uh, the, mon- the money in the bank uh, thing here from about, uh, what did we say? I think it was about 2011, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's right, 2011. Uh, Vincent Mann and John Laurinaitis came down and tried to reunite the Montreal football what happened on what happened in Montreal, Canada between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for the title. Where McMahon told the timekeeper, Marheen, to ring the bell. Sean had had the sharpshooter locked in on Bret Hart, but as Bret reversed it, the bell had already rung. In this match, Cena had Punk in the STF, and as Lauren Nice tried to ring the bell, Cena let go of the hold and punched Lauren Nice in the face and allowed Punk to come from behind Cena and nail Cena with the GTS, no, not Gerard T. Smith, to go to sleep to get the win and capture the WWE title. After that, McMahon tried to have Alberto Del Rio already cash his money in the bank briefcase, but Punk kicked him in the face and blew McMahon a kiss before leaving through the crowd. Stipulations also stated that if Cena lost, Cena would be fired. Of course, the next night on Raw, McMahon announced a WWE title tournament because he was set to fire John Cena. Triple H came back and after McMahon had been relieved of his duties, the next week Punk would, would return after Cena had defeated Rey Mysterio for the WWE title. This moment after Mysterio had defeated The Miz for the WWE title in the tournament. At SummerSlam, the Punk-Cena match for the WWE title would happen for the WWE Undisputed Championship with Punk winning the match. Del Rio would cash in his money in the bank after Kevin Nash interfered to attack Punk. Punk would stay in the WWE for three more years and win and winning the WWE title for the third time in the 2011 Survivor Series and holding the longest title reign ever surpassing Nash in Kevin Nash's 1994-95 championship reign until Punk dropped the title at the 2013 Royal Rumble to The Rock. Punk would leave the WWE in 2014. And in the Punk-Cena match, the match was awarded five stars. 
Last time anyone had a match awarded five stars was on October 5th, 1997, when Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker faced off in the first ever Hell in a Cell match. Five years ago today, 2013, Bruce Pritchard and D'Lo Brown were, were both released from TNA. Pritchard currently runs the Wrestling with Pritchard show with uh, with Conrad. And John said it's a good podcast to listen to, by the way. Hey, come on, Jim. Come on, John. <laughs> Three years ago, <clears throat> 2015, MVP announced that he has also left TNA. The release was confirmed by TNA Executive Vice President John Gabriel. Yeah, Burek. That's why I can pronounce it. One year ago today, 2017, in Nashville on Raw, Perangle announced that his illegitimate son turned out to be Jason Jordan. Happy 30, and there's some birthdays here, folks. Here we go. Happy 32nd birthday to Lacey Von Erich, the daughter of the late Carrie Von Erich, the uncle, the the, uh, <clears throat> the niece, of course, of Kevin, Mike, and David Von Erich, and also the granddaughter of Fritz Von Erich. Also, happy 44th birthday to Daphne. Everyone remembers that crazy girl from WCW, Daphne, yes. And today would have been the 58th birthday of Randy Anderson. He had been a referee in WCW and also took part in the 1996 Bash at the Beach incident where Hulk Hogan was the third man joining Kevin Nash and Scott Hall against Luger, Sting, and Randy Savage. He refereed that match while he had testicular cancer. The tumor was malignant as left testicle had to be removed. He returned to the ring after surgery two months later, but in 1999, he was forced to retire from wrestling. The cancer eventually claimed his life at the age of 42 in May of 2002. And John, that's all he's got for the wrestling history and birthday series for today. John, thank you very much there, sir, indeed. And J.D., thank you very much for the wrestling news and news here for tonight. 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 530 of WWUS Revolution. This is Tuesday, July 17, 2018. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross are with you tonight. The Heartbreak Kid Fonzie was not able to stay with us here today due to a uh, personal issue, as you just heard him talk about it a few moments ago. But he will be back on, ladies and gentlemen, for the Wednesday edition of, of Revolution tomorrow night. Uh, well, uh, guys, it is, of course, as you know, of course, our big-time discussion here this evening, of course, all centered around Monday Night Raw. We first off, we'll first off here, and JD, I'll probably want to start with you while we wait for John to, of course, uh, get his thoughts and opinions here. I'll just do this. We'll, we'll, we'll do the. What we'll talk about here first, of course, is the matches from Extreme Rules. That, of course, that was contributions by from Monday Night Raw. But everyone's going to have their personal take on each of these. Um, and so, JD, if you're ready, you're ready to go here, brother, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and set you loose here. Let's talk about the first the first match here. And like, these are not gonna be in any order here, folks. By the way, no order whatsoever. These are just like I'm just mentioning all the matches that took place here that Raw brought to the table at Extreme Rules. The first one we'll talk about here is the Raw Women's Title Match with Alexa Bliss defending the belt against Nia Jax. Uh, JD, well, let, let's get your opinion on this match, please. Well, I mean, it was an all right match, but we knew that Alexa was going to find a way to have her help um, Mickey, of course. And it came as no surprise that Mickey had to help her. But like I said, when I talk about Raw recap after we're done, I'm going to have plenty to say about this a little bit. Let me just say how 
If Alexa thinks she's going to continue to uh, run roughshod over everyone because of her narcissistic, egomaniacal, blonde, bitchy attitude, how and thinking she's the greatest women's champion ever, and she isn't, I'm sorry to say, she's a conniving little bitch is what she is, and a hoe, just like some people, like another certain person in the Divas division, uh, good luck, because guess what, you're going to have your hair ripped out from underneath your pretty little blonde hair in Brooklyn.
uh, the real wrestling fans out there. My, no, my I don't show. think so either. I, I definitely don't think so either. There you go. All right, thank you there, J.D. John added one thing to his talk about the Raw Women's title match. He said, Alexa needs to be taking a DVR, DVR and looking at WrestleMania and watching what Ronda did to Triple H and Stephanie. So a little insight on that. John also is talking about the tag title match. He said the B team is tag team champions. John said he'll give credit where credit's due. Bo's father, of course, Mike Rotundo, of course, otherwise known as the IRS, is a tag team champion in 1984. Uh, um, of course, um, of course, he teamed up with Barry Wyndham in 84 and 85, of course, the U.S. Express. Also, of course, Tiggy Biasi, Money Inc., his IRS, of course. Also, Curtis Axel's dad, Kurt Henning, was a tag team champion in AWA in 86 with Scott Hall and in 99 with uh, Barry Wyndham. So John says, he says, Axel and Dallas are going to have a transitional reign as champions. I would think so. They could. You never know. Indeed. There you go. Uh, let's get, uh, let's see, the next match here we'll talk about, yes, will be the Intercontinental title match, the Iron Man match, pitting, uh, of course, uh, Dol- Dolph Ziggler defending the belt against Seth Rollins. J.D., your thoughts, please. This wasn't bad. I mean, it was good. I mean, in parts. I mean, Rollins started out really well, however, and then, of course, the clock shorted out, however, apparently because there was some issues with the clock, maybe because it was because of the weather, maybe because, like I said, there was supposedly some big storms there here on Sunday. But, yeah, you know what? I mean, it ended in a tie. It looked like it was going to end in a tie. They could have had the return engagement or maybe settled the sun death thing maybe last night on Raw. Instead, how Kirk comes out, being in his hometown and everything, says, no, we're going to do it here and now, even though he ejected McIntyre from the match earlier in the night, however, at some point, however, in, during the course of the match, but, yeah, what happens at the end? Oh, yeah, Drew comes back and helps his buddy, Dolph the Douche, find a way to retain and steal, once again, a cheap fluke victory. Um, what was a, I wouldn't say a great Iron Man match, but an okay, all right Iron Man match. I mean, it was, I mean, if it wasn't for that, and Ronda, of course, being, uh, like I said, listed for the show, they would have had a tough time, however, getting people uh, to come. But, like I said, they had a pretty... Uh, like I said, good crowd. Like I said, I mean, I think I said they had. I can't remember what was the attendance. I'll, I'll pull it up in a second. I think it was like fourteen and a half thousand. I'll tell you in a minute. Hold on. But like I said, if it wasn't for Rhonda, uh, like I said, being announced last Monday, however, uh, by Kurt that she could have a ticket to be in the front row at Extreme Rules, however, and like I said, and if it wasn't for the main event, because they were debating, I'm sure, throughout the weekend and maybe even earlier in the day, however before the show even took place, what the main event was going to be. If they did not have Seth and Dolph become that main event and push Roman and Bobby to the main event, I guarantee you the fans would have either walked out of the building again or they just would have been so disgusted they just would have just turned their back and not even bother to watch the match. But, yeah, I'm looking here. They had 14,739. So, like I said, if it wasn't for Ronda showing up in the at the show, however, like I said, however, and like I said, if like I said, however, uh, if it wasn't for her there, like I said, being there in the front row, however, and like I said, and if it wasn't for the Iron Man match to close out the show, I think they would have had maybe, I'm just just me guessing, nine thousand, maybe nine thousand, ninety-five hundred, possibly maybe there, maybe just maybe a little bit more than that. I don't really know, but that's just me. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, J.D. Uh, let's see what John has to say here. 
Uh, this is it, Johnson. It was a good match. Had it not been for Drew McIntyre, we would have seen Rollins win the IC title. For the first time in the Continental title, ending in the main event of, the, of a pay-per-view since April of 2001, when Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin defended both their Intercontinental and WWF titles and challenged the tag team champions Undertaker and Kane at Backlash, of course, in April of 2001. First time in 17 years that the Intercontinental title was defended in the pay-per-view main event. First time the IC title was defended in an Iron Man match. And also the first time an Iron Man match closed out a pay-per-view since the 2000 Judgment Day when Triple H battled the Rock for the WWF title. John says, man, he knows his history. Yes, he does. But John says, once again, Ziggler stinks out of victory and remains champion again. And John is wondering who is next, next to face Ziggler for the IC belt. Well, you never know here, folks. We'll definitely uh, be, we'll, we'll send, uh, we'll send, we'll send in, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about that here in just a couple of minutes here as well. Uh, well, John, we're going to do all the raw matches. Then we'll get, to, we'll, yeah, that's right. There you go. We'll get to that on their own review. There you go, John. Uh, as, as we got two or three more here to talk about here. Uh, next one here we'll talk about, obviously, uh, some, some, some people like this match, some did not, uh, kind of a back and forth thing. JDS, get your take here on the match between Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. I called this one right, however. I mean, it was okay. I will say, however, I'm just I'm tired of having, I think we're all tired of having Roman force fed down our throat. Unfortunately, Bobby needed this one more than Roman, but unfortunately we saw what happened last time. Ron, of course, that'll be my little rant uh, icebreaker here to tell you why I think about that here in just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, overall, however, I mean, it was okay, but I didn't think it was all that great. I think the fans, however, definitely uh, really not impressed with this match. I mean, some of them were saying different things about the match. It just I was not excited about this match. I really wasn't. And John says there's one thing to say about this match, and that is, as far as according to John, says there's one thing to say about this match, and that is, Roman, your yard just got shut down last night by Bobby, Sunday night by Bobby Lashley. I would agree with that. That's a good statement there, John. Uh, Let's see what we have here. Next on next on the talk here, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, another another interesting matchup here. Let's get JD thoughts here on the match between Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Yes, once again we have to have everyone spared the old cockstain himself, the old creepy little uh, kiss ass, if you will, the total clown, if you will, Baron Corbin taking on the Demon Slayer King Finn Balor. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do with Finn. They continue to have uh, mixed. They're going up. They're kind of going up and down, left and right, side to side with him because they can't decide what to do with him, which is crazy. But uh, hopefully, they uh, think of something real soon. I mean, we saw what happened last night. Obviously, we'll talk about that here in our raw recap here in just a little bit. But yeah, right now I'd say Finn. Right now, I I mean, is kind of I wouldn't say a lost soul. But right now, they just don't know what to do with him at this point. They're kind of uh, they, they're having a tough time what to do with him. I would agree. John says also his thoughts here. Finn Balor took out the TGI Friday guy once and for all. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good that's a good point of view there, John. <laughs> the TGI Friday guy. That's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Next one here, we'll talk, yes, the steel cage match here, hitting Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. J.D., your thoughts? J.D.? 
Yeah, J.D. Max, that's that way here, folks. We'll get back to J.D. here in just a moment. Uh, John, let's get your take here. Uh, this match here, between the steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Uh, this one was pretty crazy. I mean, it wasn't that bad of a match, however, mind you, however. I mean, it was pretty wild, however. And the fall that Owens took, however, that was pretty insane. I mean, a lot of people were yelling, holy shit, during this moment, however. And it was pretty wild, however. And it was uh, pretty wild, to say the least. But overall, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. It was entertaining. And like I said, this if you go back and watch that spot again, I think you'll say that was one of the crazier spots of the night, huh? Well, John says here, now you're talking, can you believe the height of what Braun did to the prize fighter? John says, after everything Braun has done to him, like throwing him to a bathroom off the stage, destroy his car, throw him off a ladder, everything like that. But for him to do that in that cage was, and let's see what, let's see what John has to say about that. was pretty terrifying. Braun didn't care if he didn't win the match. He just wanted to hurt Kevin Owens. John says he's pretty sure the Undertaker and Mankind were both watching their respective houses that paper, particular paper. I would think so, too. I mean, I'm sure they'd probably be proud of a match like that uh, taking place. So they, there you go. Uh, so, oh, so, like I said, that's, that's what we got for the wall side here. Tomorrow night, like I said, we'll cover... Of course, the uh, SmackDown side of uh, which will, of course, include both of the pre-show matches. So, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about those, of course, tomorrow night during our review of the SmackDown matches from Extreme Rules. Uh, okay, uh, let's go ahead, folks, and let's talk about, of course, what's what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. Of course, the aftermath of Extreme Rules, and I'm sure there's a whole lot to bring up here. I think JD, I think you're kind of Warmed and cooled off here a little bit at the same time, I'm sure, aren't you? Well, I'm going to let John go first. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, John John did say, of course, about the match between Braun Strowman and KOA. Extreme Rules, he said, of course, Undertaker and Mankind were both watching their respective houses, watching the pay-per-view because of what happened at the 98 King of the Ring. That's what John called, that's what John called it because of what happened down there in, of course, in Pittsburgh. Of course, they do remember, of course, the infamous Hell in the Sale match from the 98 King of the Ring all too well, I'm sure, J.D. So, uh, but, uh, uh, okay, John, let's get your thoughts and opinions here first. And, man, on uh, what, what you thought about Monday Night Raw. John says that Raw kicks off with Kurt Angle starting his ultimatum. And what Angle said before Extreme Rules that Brock did not show up, he would be stripped of the Universal title. Well, Brock didn't show up, but Paul Heyman came out and announced that Brock would defend uh, his... his title at the biggest party in the summer in Brooklyn against who it might be, you ask. Of course, we got six contenders Wanting their, wanting their, wanting their case. In fact, Brock Lesnar, of course, as of course Elias, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley.
And Kurt Angle announces that all six were decided in two separate triple threat matches. The first one was Roman Reigns taking on Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre. And the second one would be Elias versus Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. First triple threat match ended with Reigns winning. Of course, it's always got to be Reigns every time, according to my John. <laughs> it's John said, it's always got to be, always got to be him going over every single time. Well, John, I, I know how you feel, bud. I do agree. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, as JD did, you told John this was on the phone. Uh, on the phone, it was a good match. Ziggler gets the win over Roode in a non-title match, but John hopes that Roode gets another win over Ziggler and hopefully challenges Ziggler at SummerSlam for the IC title. Maybe Roode can knock Obviously, go win the IC belt. John said, definitely like to see Rude be the Intercontinental Champion, like when he won the United States title over on SmackDown. That'd be good. I would agree with that, John. I mean, I would love to see Bobby Rude get a shot at that belt. He had the U.S. belt. Now, him becoming the Intercontinental title holder would be great. John said it would be an interesting twist indeed. Uh, of course, he says, uh, of course, he still also mentioned Sasha Banks and Bailey. John really did, 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 did still did not understand what was up with that. Sasha, Sasha says that she loves Bailey. What in the world is that? John says he went, these two went to anger management together, and now Sasha tells Bailey she loves her. John says he doesn't know. Hmm. John said Kurt's probably going to have going to have enough of one of these two, and one of them is probably going to smack down, or both of them will go to smack down. John, you never know with that, though. That's that's not a bad assumption. John says, speaking of women, Alexa Bliss talks about her victory over Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, who violates her suspension, attacks Alexa <clears throat> again. And Angle forces forces Ronda to and tells her that by saying she's suspended for an additional week, 
but not before she gets a Raw Women's title match against Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. And the last triple threat match was, with, like I said, with Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and Elias. Lashley wins, and so we get Lashley versus Reigns 2 all over again. John says, he just hopes that they have Lashley win. I think a lot of people are going to be expecting that. I, th- I think a lot of people are going to want to see Brock versus Bobby. It's been talked about over and over. I definitely see it happening. And it should. At least before if Brock's going back to UFC. At least if Brock is going back to UFC, that match should happen before he goes. My personal opinion. John says that he could be a top contender to challenge Brock Lesnar, and finally beat him considering their background in MMA. If that's the route they're going, then John would love to see it be an octagon match. Is it possible for an octagon match in WWE? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of hard to say, John. I mean, UFC would have WWE's head if they did that, though. I would agree with that. And John, that's all he's got to say about Monday Night Raw. So, I think JD is, I think he's pretty much warmed up and cooled off at the same time. I hope he is, because he's going, he is going to go, ladies and gentlemen, as we always say here. This is, of course, a WWS Radio Network exclusive. As you know, the Iceman here, D.T. Rombo, is, of course, when he talks about Raw, SmackDown, or the pay-per-views, he is not afraid, and I do mean emphasize this very greatly, not afraid whatsoever to let to bring it all to the table. And, you know, even if even if may like hearing it or not, um, we definitely got to hear what, what, what he has to say here, folks, because... He does. He does not hold anything back. He just lets the fur fly. He does pretty much. He does pretty much. You know, like I said. You know, he just says and goes off, like I said. And uh, and you know, if some and even if some folks get hurt along the way and all that, people better get out of the way because this train's about to come here and it's about to come in a very hot and cold way, if, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, with his his thoughts and opinions on last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Here is the Iceman, Jared D. Gualmo, with his latest edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. And hopefully, we, hopefully, like I said, JD is on. JD, you still with us? And we'll have to wait here for just a second, here, folks. Apparently. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, he must have probably had to step away here for just one second. While we wait for JD JD to come back on and get his take on Monday Night Raw, 
Uh, let's give you this one more time, 1724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. This is, of course, episode 530 of WWS Revolution. This is Tuesday, July 17, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinchall, the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, and the Human Surface Machine, John Burst, here with you here tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please don't allow me to be to say this awesome prayers for the heartbreak kid, Fonzie. And uh, if you know he was just, just on here with us just a few moments ago and, and of course, uh, talked about his situation here, of course, involving uh, uh, um, <clears throat> his uh, health situation. And, of course, uh, we do give him, we, we are continuing to say our thoughts and prayers for the heartbreak kid here tonight. Uh, as of course he, he, as he of course gets these, all these taken care of, so that way you know he'll be, he'll be you know with us here and all, 100%, no problem. JD, are you back with us, sir? JD, are you with us? Yeah. Okay. Well, JD, we are ready for your icebreaker, sir. Right, whenever you're ready to let the first fly. Okay. All right, last night we were in Buffalo, as they say, how to shuffle off Buffalo in the Key Bank Center. And, of course, before the show started, they had a small graphic that acknowledged the passing of Maza Saito, which I was surprised they didn't do anything else besides him, how I acknowledge him besides that. Same way that they did with Vader, how I showed no video montage, which was ridiculous. Of course, Kurt began the show and was ready to uh, strip Brock Lesnar of the title when all of a sudden, who should show up? But everyone's spared. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, yes, you guessed it, the Paulus is back, our Paul E. Heyman. And of course, Heyman says that Lesnar wants to win the Universal Championship Challenge for the USC title. And of course, he was about to, like I said, Angle's about to strip him when Heyman rushed to the ring and the fans take the title. And, of course, Heyman said that Lesnar loves being in WWE and being the Universal Champion. To which Kurt responded and snapped back at him, then why the hell doesn't he show up? Then, of course, however, he goes on to say, however, Brock will defend the title at SummerSlam. But then who cuts him off, however, to the first his name into the mix but Bobby Lashley. Then, of course, Drew the Dragon Slayer McIntyre followed by Mr. Burnett down, Seth Rollins himself. All by Finn Balor, everyone's favorite guitar playing man, the Bob Dylan of the WWE, Elias, and of course, everyone's favorite, the big dog, Roman Whiny Reigns. And of course, this leads to Kurt announcing there are going to be two triple threat matches going on tonight. The winner of each triple threat match will take on the other next week, however, in Cincinnati. Of course, that led us to our first match of the night. Of course, Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre, taking on Finn Balor. Now, I thought Finn was going to win this match, or maybe McIntyre, they would give him a push to and make a statement. But, of course, before that, who complains about uh, the uh, affair? Yes, everyone's favorite, however, Stephanie and Vincent Vince and Hunter's little uh, chihuahua, if you will, Cockstain, the creep himself, Baron Kiss-Ass Clown Corbin. As a result, our first match happened here, and of course, who wins the first match? We knew it was going to happen, obviously. The big dog himself, however, Roman Reigns, they continue to shove it down our freaking ass throat, however, in more ways than one, as they went 22 minutes with it. Then, of course, we hear afterward, however, Dolph Ziggler come out, however, 
and uh, let's just say make a statement. But who shows up to ruin his, uh, let's just say, moment, however, but of course the glorious one, Bobby Roode. But what happens? Oh, yeah, Dolph the Douchebag decides to give him a match, but say, basically, however, mind you, however, I'm not going to, I'll give you a match, however, but it's not going to be for the title. Gee, what a shocker. Maybe Dolph's a little afraid, possibly. He doesn't have any balls because they're in Drew's purse, however, basically. And he didn't get him out of Drew's purse. I'm not to be mean about this, but come on, Dolph. If you're a fighting champion, even though you fought a hell of a match the night before, even though it was controversial, however, you should have taken your balls out of your pocket, however, not Drew's pocket, however, in this night, and challenged Rude, however, and put the title on the line. But no, obviously you didn't decide not to because it shows how much of a total clown you really are. In the end, Dolph wins, however, by winning here in 13 minutes. So once again, it just shows to show you they continue to bury Bobby Roode at every chance they can because they have no confidence in him at the moment, however, which is sad. And of course, who wins the match? But of course, the cocky, arrogant D-bag himself, the IC champion, Dolph Ziggler. Then, of course, we go to the next match, of course, which was, of course, Mojo Ratboy Raleigh taking on Tyler, the beautiful one, Breeze. But, unfortunately, Tyler Breeze, however, has not, was not feeling pretty beautiful on this night, however, because, once again, Ratboy Raleigh decides to end up beating him within less than five minutes and making him just basically look like a joke. Speaking of a joke, however, I don't know what they're trying to do with... Uh, right now, even though Fandango is out for the time being and will be out for an extended a period of time, however. Uh, like I said, however, but like I said, however, like I said, however, uh, um, like I said, I mean, go, like I said, I mean, I was surprised that uh, they would, uh, like, uh, have Raleigh and Breeze in this one, however, mind you, however, and basically have Raleigh pick up the win over Tyler Breeze now. Whether or not Tyler Breeze is going to be around much longer, that remains to be seen. Then, of course, after that, we hear Kurt talk to Bailey, however, and tell her that tonight she's going to team up with Sasha, even though Kurt asked about the therapy session, however, and said that they're going to be forced to team up again against Alicia Fawkes and Dana Brooke in tag team competition. And if they can't get along, one of them's going to be traded over to SmackDown. What happens? Oh, yeah. Alicia and Dana Brooke, however, end up beating the huggable, whiny baby Bailey, however, and the arrogant, whiny little bitch boss herself, Sasha Banks, however, by an apparent disqualification, however, inside of two and a half minutes. Wonderful! Then, of course, backstage we go. Bailey asks what that was all about. Bailey says, one thing we're to beat up Bailey, but she'll be damn sure if anyone else does. To which Bailey says, so that means you care. Big Sun confirmed that she, while she does care, while saying that Bailey knows she hates talking about her feelings, Banks says that she loves her, that Bailey's a good person, loves everyone, and wants to be friends with everyone, and little girls look up to her. To which Banks says, I love you. I always have, and I always will. There, I said it. Uh, to that, I say this. Please, 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 please. Kevin Dunn, you buck-toothed little beaver, yourself, buck-toothed little beaver, and writing in the entire Raw writing team out there, however, mind you. Please, 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 please. Do not turn this into a freaking lesbian angle. For the love of God, we do not want to see this. This is 2018. HLA was so 15 years ago when Eric Bischoff was around. Do not be panicked. Basically, what I'm saying is, 
don't go back to the well and say, oh, we need to change something up in our division. And the only reason why we're going to change it is because obviously we need to make sure everything will be exciting if we have a little HLA. To that I say, please, please, please do not do it. That would just absolutely suck in every sense of the word if you decide to go that route, if you ask me. But like I said, uh, so far we've had four matches tonight, however, and uh, except for the opening matchup, however, it has not been all that bad of a show. It's not been a great show. Then, of course, we have the arrogant one, Curtis Axel, and his boyfriend, bitch boy Bo Dallas, taking on the guys who continue to just absolutely get buried in every sense of the word because obviously they don't put them on TV at all every week, however. Connor and Victor. And what happens? Oh, yeah, the arrogant one and his old boyfriend, if you will, bitch boy Bo Dallas, or bland Bo Dallas, beat the Ascension inside of two minutes. Wonderful! Wonderful! I'm so excited about this. Uh, to see the B team once again on my TV act like a total bunch of Nimrod jackasses at the same time that their boyfriend and hero, however, the so-called A-list actor, however, of course, who next Tuesday night will be debuting his new reality show with his lovely wife, Maurice. And that, of course, is everyone's favorite, the Kaka King himself of Cleveland, everyone's favorite, The Wiz. Wonderful! Anyway, however, like I said, however, uh, as far as Dolphin, getting back to Dolphin Bob real quick before I continue on, I, as I said earlier, I'm not being mean by saying this, and I don't mean to ruffle feathers, especially MLDs, but I will say this, however, and maybe she'll agree with me if she can, would come on and say something about the effect. I don't know what they're doing with Bobby Roode at this point. I mean, maybe you guys can all agree with me, maybe you can disagree with me. Again, you're entitled to your opinion, but I think they have got to turn Bobby into a heel. They've got to have Bobby go back into being a heel because right now the whole face glorious thing is just not working. I think the fans are not singing along with it anymore and I think their patience has run a little thin but at the same time they just don't know what to do with him at this point and I think if you change Bobby's character around a little bit maybe it'll give him some credibility because right now it just seems like they haven't done much with him for a while. Uh, let's see. I said, Mojo and Tyler Breeze, I'm tired of that little rat boy Raleigh. However, he looks like a total rat every time I see him. So that's why I've given him the name Rat Boy, because he looks like a rat. And other than this uh, moderate, mild push they're giving him right now with his new attitude, however, to take on uh, Tyler Boring Breeze, however, and it's a shame I have to say the word boring in front of Tyler, because right now it is going to be kind of boring without his partner with him. And the fashion police is going to be put on hiatus for a good while until Andango returns, however. Uh, this was not a great match, and like I said, it went under five minutes. It went three minutes, almost three minutes and changed. I thought they could have put this on the pre-show before the show even took place, however, to warm up the crowd. But no, they decided to bore us with this and make this totally lackluster in every sense of the word. So you continue to give Mojo a somewhat mild push at this point. Uh, let's see, what's next? Oh yes, let's talk about the women once again, however, and starting our number three, when we had to have everyone's favorite, Alexa the Arrogant Bliss and her good friend, however, Mickey James, come out and run their mouths, however, about how great they really are, however. Okay, Alexa, we know how great you really are because basically you are nothing more than a blonde five foot two inch little bimbo bitch. 
is what you are. And you think you're going to be so great, however, when you get in the ring with Ronda Rousey, however, that you're going to handle mishandle just like you handled Nia Jax. Ha-ha! <laughs> well, I have a they question did. for you then on that case. And I'm going to stop right there. Hi, Michelle. Good to hear from you. Yes, and I, I will answer your question right now, by all means. Before so, you, you, you know, you say Alexa's a blonde little five foot two bitch and blah, blah, blah. But yet, Ronda Rousey, who is still on suspension, showed up not once but twice to the arena and was suspended for another week more and was just given a fucking title shot right off, right off the get-go. Here you go. Finish this out, and then you get this championship, Ron. That's bullshit. All right, I'm, I'll answer you before Chad to introduce you. Yes, I can agree with you on that part. I'll agree with you on somewhat. But let me tell you, ask you this though: Who else is out there right now in that women's division in the Raw and SmackDown locker rooms, however, that can challenge Alexa? Alexa has been like no, no disrespect to Charlotte Flair's good name. Because Charlotte, we know, is the queen and always will be the queen. But come on. Alexa's had it three times in the past year. Every time she gets her way, she has her lips pressed against Triple H's backside as well as Vince's backside. Because, I mean, yes, she's a great heel and everything. I understand that. But who else out there can challenge her right now? Not Natty. Not Nia. Not even Mickey. Because Mickey is attached to her hip right now. I mean, give me someone else no, right now to challenge her. Maybe that's other because than Ember Moon. all of the women on Raw right now are boring. Alexa's not boring. She keeps it entertaining. She keeps her little bitch mojo going with let's the see, crowd and with the fans and everything else. Ronda should have kept her ass in the UFC. Well... Uh, we will agree to disagree on this one, but I will say this though: you you, you say that all the women are boring, and I mean, and but answer me this, Michelle. What happened the first night Ember Moon came up on the roster? Oh, that's right, Little Miss Bliss was tap tap tapping in the center of the ring because she was screaming for her life. And I'll tell you right now, if Ronda does not take that title from her, and I'm saying if she doesn't now. Ember Moon is the only person I feel that could challenge her. And if she does, she will rip that blonde little hair off of her face and shove it down her neck because Ember Moon is a tough little cookie. And I've seen her in NXT. She can hurt somebody. She can hurt somebody badly, even though last night they screwed her with uh, the Muppet, Sarah Logan, or not Muppet, Muppet Liv Morgan being that stupid blue tongue, which makes me sick. And Sarah Logan, I mean, give her a little bit more time. I think she'll improve. But like I said, I think Emma Moon's the only person on Raw right now, other than Ronda, that can make a statement in the entire division. Because Sasha and Bailey, I am sick. And I already said it earlier. I am sick of that whole feud. And I'm hoping to God, and maybe you'll agree with me this too, Michelle, that they cannot and they should not do another lesbian angle. If they do that, they're going to be killing themselves with this whole thing. Killing them. Yeah. But, uh, Chad, go ahead. You can introduce Michelle because uh, I know you're ready to. And like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm going to step out with my raw review because I'm going to let Michelle take her raw review before I finish up my raw review. So go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, before J.D. finishes up his icebreaker here for the night, let's go ahead and bring her in right now, ladies and gentlemen. The first 2015 WWS Hall of Famer. She's also known as the Black Widow, the Queen, and First Lady, of course, of wrestling. Also, of course, part of all of our shows, including WWS Attitude Radio, WWS Women's Revolution, GFW Main Event, of course, here on Revolution and Wolfpack. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the debut next week of WWS Triple Threat Talk. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the M to the L to the D. The lovely, lovely Mr. Michelle Lynn Dodds is now joining us for episode 530 of um, 
of Revolution here, Michelle. Welcome. Hi. JD, go ahead. Like I said, if you want to go ahead and finish up your. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna let Michelle take over the floor for a little bit. I'm gonna step out, as I think it's only fitting the Queen has her moment in the sun, as we always like to say, and she is well deserving to have her moment in the sun. Okay. Well, folks, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. We'll do that here. We'll pause the icebreaker for just a moment, while we, of course, bring bring MLD in, of course, for with another WWS Radio Network exclusive, of course, one that. That of course brought came into the table here indeed. Uh, that really kind of started the, as of course the ultimate in wrestling rants here, ladies and gentlemen. Indeed, the Black mm-hmm. also is not afraid to get, express her thoughts about everything that goes on on of course Raw and SmackDown and all the pay per views as well. Uh, so, I, ladies and gentlemen, I do bring you of course the uh, <clears throat> the Black Widow Michelle and Dodds once again, ladies and gentlemen, the Raw edition of once again the WWUS Widows Web. Oh, no worries. I'm probably going to piss people off, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. Um, uh, I, I'm not happy with WWE, period, right now. Um, I am disgusted with Roman Reigns. Uh, I, I'm tired of him being a part of every freaking event, and he has the main event, and he has to do this, and he has to do that because he's been his little bitch boy. I'm sick of it. Now everybody wants to give Bobby Lashley a hard time saying that he's not ready this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. How long has Bobby Lashley been in this fucking business? A very good long time. He's more than ready. So don't give me that bullshit of he's not ready. Also, Roman has had his chance in the spotlight more than one time. He could not beat Brock's ass. How many times? Not once. Not twice. Yeah, but three, I think it was three times total, if I remember. He couldn't beat him. You still can't beat him. You won't beat him. So just let it go. Give him <coughs> a feud with somebody else. I'm sick of it. I- I'm sick of seeing perfectly well great talent in this organization that have busted their ass to come up to where they are now or they've been there for a while or whatever the case may be, and they get nothing but shit on. It's getting real old. I'm getting sick of it. I'm about ready to take a hiatus break from WWE. That's how pissed off I am at this whole shit right now of the, of a show. And tonight, oh Lord, y'all don't even want me to be on the on here tomorrow night for that shit because that that's just utter bullshit too. Um, you, you know, it, and it for me the last match was hard because all three of all three of the dudes were our three of my favorites. And it was hard for me. And it was hard for me to see Seth lose because, yeah, he does deserve a title shot. But damn it, Bobby Lashley needs this. He wants Brock Lesnar. Roman doesn't want Brock Lesnar. Roman wants the spotlight. He wants to he wants to be the main event every freaking show. And I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Either they start stepping up and changing shit around, or they're going to continue to sink. Because that's exactly what they're doing right now. Their ratings suck. They are going down more and more every week. And then they wonder why people, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They break off from WWE and they go watch other shit. 
you know, everybody, every, you know, things have been said before in the past that they have to compete with football and that's this, that, and the other. No, it's not a matter of competing with all these other shows. It's a matter of Vince doing his fucking job right and getting these people up to where they're supposed to be and stop spotlighting the wrong people. That's that's the problem. You know, they don't. you hand them a paycheck every week. What are you handing the paycheck to some of them for? To sit in the back and look pretty? Oh, come on. Because all of them are not that damn pretty. I, I don't know what he's thinking with. I don't uh, – because the damn strained his head. And, and I, I really – I've just – I've had enough. And, and the women's division, Jesus Christ, it needs help on, on both parts. Sasha and Bailey need to go. They need to go. Becky Lynch, sorry, J.D., Needs to go. And they're not you know, using her right because they're burying her. And that's exactly my point. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Not as far as Sasha and Bailey goes. No, no. You moments. and I agree to there. You and I will agree there. Yes. No, they had their moments. Now yep. Vince is sick of it that they're not doing anything but being stupid little bitches. So they're going. he's going to talk them aside and not make them in, a, in any event. Going to send them to stupid counseling. What yep. the hell is that shit? Do you know how many people in the past have feuded and had really, really good hardcore feuds, become friends, and then not become friends? Did, did you see them send up the counseling back then? Hell no. They worked it out in the ring. That's the way the hell the shit should be done today. And it's not. It's not. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why some people root for the people they root for, but that's their decision. Because if we all like the same shit, the same people, out of every organization, it would be one boring-ass world we live in. Let me ask you this, Michelle, about one particular superstar that is Game Bear, and I mentioned him when I talked about him. I mean, he took on your, one of your boys, obviously one of your big boys last night, Ziggler. Do you, and I said this earlier, basically. Do you think it's time to turn Bobby Roode back into a heel? Because right now they have nothing for him to do. Because right now I think they're oh, burying okay. Bobby more. Yeah, if, if they are, then he needs to drop the glorious theme. Because that shit's getting old. Honestly. Wow. Think about it, J.D. Yeah. That yeah. shit's getting old. His gimmick's getting old. Yeah. He's getting stale. Vince doesn't want to do shit with him because he's not making shit from it. Right. Yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Give him a new gimmick. Give him new music. Make yep. him a dick like he was in TNA with beer money and run with the shit. Yep, I agree. That's what you got to do. Yep, I agree. But no, that's not what they're doing. They keep, oh, go, you know, here you go, glorious music can't. No, Bobby Roode is so much better than that shit. And, and they're not do, doing anything with him, nothing. No, not. nothing. And Mojo Raleigh beating Tyler Breeze. The fuck that's the what answer. I said too. Yeah, I. That's why I call. That's why I'm calling Mojo now the Rat Boy. I mean, Tyler Breeze is really good talent, and yeah. they, they he just steamrolled him like he yeah. was nothing. In less than five minutes last night, it was like three minutes in a squash. It was a three minute squash. Is what it was. I said yeah. it could have been on the pre-show if they were smart. Sorry, I, I'm just really pissed, and I'm sorry I'm saying so many bad words, but you know I do. Y'all know I do this. Y'all are used to it. Um. I'm just, I'm highly irritated and some other things that I'm sure y'all have seen uh, in the chat box tonight. But uh, my my ending thought on this is if they don't step it up. Oh, are these new NXT signees? Oh, holy fuck. I don't know what the hell we're going to benefit from them. Uh, Deanna, Deanna, 
Yeah, she's good talent. Because she was in New Japan and she was in Ring of Honor. She's good talent. But you're going to put her ass in NXT? No. That's a slap in the face, in my opinion. And then you got some big dude that reminds me of the great Kali, but he's Japanese. They're going to shit on him. They're just going to say, hey, we're going to make you a big man. We're going to give you a good run at it for a little bit and make you squash little people here, and then we're going to shit on you. Here's yep. your severance pay. Have a nice day. Yep. It, it's bullshit. It, it's getting to be real, complete, utter crap in my mind. Crap. I'm, I'm disgusted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, no words could be said. True words could be said here. Um, uh, like I said here, folks, like, like I said before, ML, MLD and JD, you know, talk about this. Like the, like I said, the icebreaker and the widow's web, of course. You know, like I said, they're, they're, they're dishing that what I'm sure a majority of the wrestling fans, or, or they call them the WWE Universe, thinks of today. Um, that's, that is a, that, that, that is, you know, I definitely, do agree I do agree with uh with everything that J D and, and Michelle have said here tonight. Uh, we do I do thank you of course M L D and J D for bringing that here to us here this evening. Actually I I, I I was gonna finish up but I wanted to have Michelle before I just had a few more things to add to Raw real quick. Okay. Um as I said, uh the AOP Titus Worldwide thing, that was your piss break, snack break match, whatever you want to call it, break match of the evening. Of course, once again, shows the AOP is just going to bury Titus Worldwide to no end because, obviously, they have nothing to do with Titus Worldwide at the moment, however, and, of course, we saw that happen. Ember Moon taking on Sarah Logan with her friend Liv the Muppet Morgan and her stupid blue smurf tongue. I am sick of that more and more. Uh, like I said before, I know you, you, know, I, you and I will get a degree to disagree on this, Michelle. I've told you. I think that the only person on Raw could challenge Alexa for that belt right now, other than maybe Ronda, could be down the road at some point, maybe down the road. I'm going to say before the year's out, could be someone like Amber Moon. Then, of course, you have the main event, which was good. It was good to see Bobby win. Although, again, they crapped all over Seth, which is bullshit. And the question is, are they going to go back to Elias and Seth Rollins again for SummerSlam? It looks like that way because they have nothing better for them to do because they are absolutely wasting their time. So, yeah, all in all, Raw was okay, but as Michelle said earlier, and she and I will agree to this, as she said earlier about Roman, I am sick to death of this being the Roman bleeping range show, how effing range show, let's just say, more and more, because it is people like Vince, Stephanie, Hunter, and that bucktooth little douchebag Kevin Dunn shoving it down our gullet each and every week. But I hope next week, and I know we're going to see it next week, it's going to be Bobby, however, that beats Roman once again and makes him look like a joke. But if Roman finds a way to win, however, I know Michelle's going to go on a rant. I will go on a big-time rant because you're four weeks away from your second biggest show of the year, and we do not need to see, once again, for the upteen time, as we've seen it all year long, Roman freaking Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It's time to give Bobby a chance to put in the spotlight. Put Roman down in the mid-card somewhere. I don't care if he fights Elias. Hell, I don't care if he fights Kevin Owens. Do something else with him right now instead of putting him up at the top of the card where he's been there for the last four freaking years. And, and, and you know what? That's probably why Brock Lesnar doesn't want to show up is because he doesn't want to fucking fight Roman again. Uh-huh. For the love of God, how many times has the man I agree. fight I agree. Yep. I agree. Yep. I agree 100% with you on that. Yes. Well, I, I definitely do. Yes. Because, I mean, 
I, I, let me tell you I looked at the first triple threat match last night, intensely, and let me tell you, that right there, until the very end, that right there was a killer matchup. Uh, big time here. I mean, yeah, it went 25 Finn, minutes. It was great. Finn and Drew gave Roman a humongous run. Drew, especially, I thought I thought Drew did a little bit more than Finn, but it was almost equal for him. But I agree, I agree with you. But I think Drew is definitely going to get more and more of a push as time goes on in the next few months. I think Drew's going to be one person down the road before the year's out or early next year is going to challenge for that belt. I really do. And, and of course, also you heard in their in the commentary, all three, even Corey Graves was all agreeing that Drew McIntyre likes it. it could be like they somewhere down the line, one of those big time. Yes, he's, he's, and he's yeah. worth it, and he's worth it. I agree. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yes, I think. I, I mean, I thought Drew McIntyre did tremendously. I was, I would have thought, I would love to have seen him or Finn, especially Finn, because if you really think about it here, Finn never lost the belt. Mm-hmm. It's been argued. Effort. He is still. It still says plain as day. The first ever Universal Champion, but of course, the first. You know, he's the first one to hold the belt, but did not have a chance to defend it. And so, I mean. And which is which is which is a darn shame. Yeah. And I mean, Finn deserved. I mean, Finn picked up a great, a good time last night. You know, in the wake of all this going on with Brock Lesnar, that would have been great to see Finn versus Brock. It would have been great, like I said, if the if the result of these two matches would have been Finn and Lashley. Oh man. That, that was that, been, that would have been a tough one to. I was, I was looking forward to. Really. I was looking forward to Bobby winning the second one. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Bobby watch. won the second one. I'm glad Bobby won the second one. Although they continued the last little like month or so, a few weeks or so, they've kind of buried Rollins a little bit, you know. But of course, like I said, if it hadn't been for like the chair coming into play in that first triple threat, yeah, you know, it could have been, could have been either Finn or Drew McIntyre. I would love to see either one go up against. Yeah, Drew. but I was pulling for Drew. I, I thought this was going to be Drew's night. I really did. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I would agree. So. We'll have to wait and see what happens here, of course, next week, of course, as we as been around this time, we'll be talking about next Monday's Raw, of course, one matchup we'll be talking about. By the way, did you guys see they're doing another War Games this year? No, I haven't heard. Yep, they're going to be doing War Games in L.A. this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, also, like I said, we can't wait, so we'll, be talk, we'll be talking about this a week from tonight. We're talking about next week, next Monday night's Raw in which uh, Corbin will have, as, as it's been put, Reigns versus Lashley 2. And I'm hoping this time the outcome will remain the same, only this time there will be a lot more at stake. Bobby Lashley will finally get his hands on Brock in that build. So I would love to see that happen. By the I way, Michelle, to... not to be a jerk, Howard, what was up with the Miz winning MVP at the Home Run Derby last night in D.C.? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see that, J.D. Yeah, he was at the All-Star Game a Home Run Derby last night, and he was having a little fun last night, and he won the MVP award. Come on, really? I mean, yeah, yeah because I, I mean, the celebrity for MVP, they could have been with anyone else but him. I mean, I was laughing a little bit about it. I mean, but come on. I mean, it was well, a little funny. Somebody had to win it. <laughs> True. And he and they said he had a good time. It. Good for him. I mean, like I said, but like I said, I know you're going to have a lot to on SmackDown tomorrow, and so am I. Believe me, so am I. <laughs> Absolutely, so, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, MLD and JD, for your thoughts on Monday Night Raw last night. And, of course, tomorrow night on, uh, on the Wednesday Night Edition of Revolution, we'll be throwing out our thoughts and opinions about the SmackDown matches from Extreme Rules and also the SmackDown Live show itself. one 444 7444 call ID 138055 pounds. 
episode 530 of WWS Revolution for, like I said, Tuesday, July 17, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jerry Girolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, they're with you here tonight. And speaking of the All-Star Game, we do have an update for you All-Star Game fans out there. It is 2-2 and the top of the eighth inning right now. Okay, all right, so there you go, the Big Time Sports Update. And, of course, speaking of sports, sports stories, well, of course, like I said, J.D. will be bringing that along with the box office report uh, tomorrow, as, of course, yep. I'll be bringing in WWS outside the ropes tomorrow night from 630 to 7.30, right here on Talk Shoot, call ID 141387-POUND. Of course, we will also have some pop culture jeopardy popping on here as well. Then, of course, an 8 to 9 tomorrow night, uh, we'll, be, we'll have WWS wrestling debate, as, of course, there's the Madness Kingdom will definitely be throwing it right there on the table Talking about Raw this this past Monday, SmackDown from last from tonight, I should say. Also, of course, Extreme Rules from this past Sunday, and of course, a lot of the wrestling stories making the rounds. Be sure to join for some big time discussions and debates on wrestling debates tomorrow night from eight to nine, right here on TalkShoot.com. Right, and then, of course, ending it all with, of course, the Wednesday edition of Revolution. One three eight zero five five pound the live video feed coming in from Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting. So we do thank, oh, thank Captain Dave for allowing us to come back in here for that. And then, again, folks, we'll be talking about the rest of the news and views, history and birthdays. Plus, also, of course, we'll be talking about the SmackDown, uh, <clears throat> um, SmackDown uh, Extreme Rules matches and also, uh, um, also the SmackDown Live show coming up. That was, of course, on here tonight. Uh, Chad, we uh, didn't get MLD's predictions earlier, how our thoughts, I should say, however, of uh, Extreme Rules on Sunday. Okay, yeah, MLD, if, if you like, uh, like I said, um, the of course, as you know, the, mat, the Raw, Raw's contributions to Extreme Rules, the Raw Women's Title Match, the Raw uh, Tag Team Title Match, the Intercontinental Title Match, the match between Roman and Bobby Lashley, the match between <laughs> Ballard, Baron Corbin, the steel cage between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Overall, any thoughts and opinions about any of these matches? Well, I mean, honestly, I think the match of the night for me was AJ and Rusev. I know that's surprising. Um, uh, coming from me, I mean, especially something, you know, and not so much AJ because I, I love AJ. Um, uh, the Seth and Dolph match was really good to the end. I think that was shit. Um, I think that they could have called it and and made uh what's his name Drew go back oh excuse me and um to the locker room or whatever and restarted the clock you know until that pin was made by the next person whoever made the next pin wins you know like they were doing but uh, I I think that you know Seth got screwed you know Seth was the stronger performer of the night to a point, and then I think Dolph kind of buried him to a little, to a, to a certain degree. I know that's really surprising for me to say um, against Seth Rollins, but I mean, I, I do. I think he buried him because, you know, Dolph was really on a roll, really, really good roll there for a while um, till that crap at the end. But, uh, yeah, the women's matches were shit. Uh, <laughs> tag team matches. I called the Raw one. I knew the B team was going to win. They've been pushing them too hard, and and I knew it was time for a change. And I knew that Matt and 
uh, Bray Wyatt had asked for uh, a little bit of extra time off, so that's why they probably stripped him, why they probably took it away from him. For now, I'm sure they're probably, you know, now they'll either get him back or they're going to break up, and then Matt and Jeff are going to reunite. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Um, uh, but, I mean, overall, you know, I'm trying to think of what other matches were. Oh, Bobby and, and Roman. Uh, Bobby made Roman look like a bitch. I mean, to me. I, he could have just, just speared Roman one good time, and he still looked like a bitch to me. Um, uh, just, I'm... I'm it's nothing against Roman. I think he's a good performer. He works really hard for the business. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm tired of having him shoved down my throat. And that's what I feel like they're doing is shoving him down our throats. And then everybody wants to, there again, the Brock Lesnar situation. Like JD and me have been going back and forth for weeks on this shit. Uh-huh. That's why Brock doesn't show up. He doesn't want to keep being put on the pedestal of this shit of, okay, here you go, fight Roman again, you know. Uh, Then next week, here you go, fight Roman again. No, fuck that. They're already doing the same shit as it is every week. Every friggin' week. Here's a thought. Why doesn't Vince talk to New Japan and all them and do an inter-country, you know, whatever uh, kind of, you know, match, you know, WWE beats New Japan kind of thing. Spice it up a little bit until you get all these people back off on back from your roster off of injury or wherever the hell they are. And when Sami Zayn comes back, he better come back with some fucking sense in his head. If not, I really do want to see Bobby bash his brains in because um, that's just ridiculous, un, really ridiculously disrespectful the way he treated Bobby Lashley. Yep. Um, but, I mean, overall, I just, I'm very irritated, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I'm not yelling at nobody. Please don't think. I'm just irritated. I love this shit. Y'all know that. I eat it, breathe it, shit it, shower it, whatever. This is this is it for me, you know. This is my whole thing, you know. I love this. I, my family watch, you know, me and my mom and my son, we watch it together all the time. And you want to hear something funny? My mom loves Lucia Underground. There you go. She, she has been so getting into that shit lately, and I'm go I'm sitting here going, "Who the hell are you, and what'd you do with my mother?" Because <laughs> I, I never would have thought. I never would have thought that she liked lucha because you know lucha's very different oriented based. You know, it it's to me it's more promo based uh, wrestling. Yeah. You know, and and that's good. There, there should be something like that out there. Um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, my mom Lucha. She's like, yeah, oh yeah, Lucha, Lucha. <laughs> yeah, yeah before she went to bed, she's like, oh, I can't wait. It's Wednesday tomorrow, and I get to watch Lucha. And I'm like, yeah, who the hell are you again? <laughs> you know, uh, I do like, have, yeah. I do have an update on two hundred five live. By the way, guys, TJP defeated Noam Dar tonight. Uh, Drake Mar- threw Gulak one in thirty seconds. His match, and Leo Rush defeated Akira Tozawa. Hmm. What? All right, we'll talk, give more details about that tomorrow night on Wednesday edition of Revolution. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said, as I did mention earlier in the show, I had also mentioned this on Revisited uh, er, um, earlier in the evening, that uh, dur- during both shows I had, I had, 
I talked about possibly doing a possibly talking about that. I'm going to make an announcement here. Uh, possibly starting something for Wrestling Championship Challenge. Well, after giving it some careful thought here tonight, of course, like I said, with the court letting everyone, you know, read out, everyone tell them, giving us their thoughts on what happened with the Raw matches of Extreme Rules and, of course, Monday Night Raw from last night. Here is the thought that I had. Uh, a few months ago, Sometime I think around last, I think sometime last fall I did something about this. Um, I had decided to introduce another new championship in our list of belts here in WCWS. Worth being inspired by the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, I decided to come up come up with the WCWS Universal Championship. I had posted, I'm not telling which group it was, I posted it on, but I was going to try to have, I was going to try to have like a tournament just to, to uh, like I said, crown a brand new one. Uh, and Johnson, he's getting ready to go. So, John, uh, yes, sir. Uh, thank you very, thank you very much sir, for joining us here tonight. And we will talk at you here tomorrow, sir. Uh, you have yourself a great evening. Uh, what I am thinking about well, I have to thought about thought about this long and hard because that that right there that's been at a standstill for quite for quite some time because we, because it has not been mentioned in our circles for quite some time. That we are going to, of course, uh, start off uh, wrestling championship challenge with uh, <clears throat> with a, with uh, uh, at least for the time being. And I haven't placed I haven't placed anybody here officially here yet, so I'm just now thinking about this idea. But at least two matches here to find two contenders for the new WCWS Universal Championship. Um, of course, some of the, some of the folks that I have that I have thought about here uh, long I've thought about here long and hard here. Um, and like I said, put, putting everybody into consideration. Of course, like I said, I would have to definitely have to. Uh, that's my smartphone. My apologies, guys. Uh, I thought aliens had landed. Yeah, that, well, that's well, that's a notification about one of the games that I play <laughs> on my smartphone that, that, that makes it sound like that. Uh, that there's like there's four folks that I have greatly definitely considered to go after this. Well, actually, I should say, I should say five. That I have thought about, you know, to definitely to, to consider going after this belt. Uh, one, three of which are actually here with us here tonight. Uh, one of them, first off, being the Black Widow Michelle Van Dots, is one. Oh, uh, well. Number two, the Iceman Jared DiGiovanni. Number three, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. And they're not with us here this evening, but two, uh, all two others I have considered, and we'll talk with them about this. Number four, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and number five, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Um, so I have five, I have five, of course, contenders, but of course, obviously, um, um, what we, what I'm kind of thinking about, we're since, of course, champ- wrestling. Wrestling Championship Challenge is going to be like a two-hour show. To make this fair, 
And unless anybody else is listening here, anybody else steps up to the plate and wants a shot at this belt. I am kind of thinking, and, and this is this is going to be unprecedented here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, for any any of any out of all the trivia matches we've had, of course, especially here on Revolution and also on Wolfpack here in in the, in the last few months, that I think it would be a big time kicker to start off our our new uh, wrestling our wrestling championship challenge show by having a and I know that this is not the way to say it, but this is in my way. This, this is I'm gonna say it in this manner because I think it just fits a lot better. A fierce five way for like this title between Michelle, JD, John, Anne, and Fonzie. Now the question is, of course, we have to try to we have to get all five folks rounded up and. And be and and also I will let you know that it will be two separate boards of wrestling Jeopardy. That's how we're going to do it. I uh, love Jeopardy. <laughs> Michelle, are you in agreement with this? I'm game. Let's do it. JD, are you game? I'm definitely this? game for it. You're definitely gay. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know you're gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> well, no, no, J.D., you drive a Prius. It goes homo, 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 homo. <laughs> and John says he is as well, and I'm sure Ann and Fonzie will be, but we'll get with them. I'm not going Okay, J.D. But, uh, but like we have not announced when Wrestling Championship Challenge will be taking place. But to start off like that, it will be, like I said, a two-hour show. And I think I think it's only right that we started off with a big with a big match here, pitting of course Michelle, JD, John, Ann, and Fonzie, and a fatal five way to crown a brand new WCWS Universal Champion. I think that seems only fair. Mm-hmm. And of course, also folks, we still, um, and during this whole big process that started a while, long time ago, we still do not have officially a WCWS World Heavyweight Champion, which is still the big belt here in WCWS. So somewhere down the line, there may be something being done about that, but for right now, that's not being that's not going to be discussed because I'm still working out a few. I'll have to, I'm, I'm going to work out, try to work out a few more things with that. But, of course, we also have other matches on the horizon, including Michelle defending the AWA US and NJPWS World Titles against John. Also, of course, the uh, the four title match pitting uh, JD versus Fonzie, John being in JD's corner, and uh, Michelle being in Fonzie's corner. Uh, Fonzie defending the ROH US World Heavyweight Title and the Pure Champion ROH US Pure Championship. JD defending the LWO US World Heavyweight Title and the WWE US Cruiserweight Title. One man is going to walk out of here. They walk out off of wrestling championship challenge with four belts. And because of the bet that was made between J.D. and Fonzie uh, from Extreme Rules, and, of course, MLD, thank you very much for the big suggestion there, J.D. will have a 200-point advantage to start that match. So there there you go. Uh, Also, uh, there are several more, I think, that we have been talking about doing, but I don't have them right off the bat. But, of course, we're also working on trying to get the SMWS World Heavyweight Championship 
and the SMWS Tag Team titles uh, situated, as well as, of course, the new WWS WIK Unified World Heavyweight title. And we're still trying to wait to see who else is in one of the countries coming up. Okay, JD, I, we got you. Yeah. Uh, if anybody else want to sign up, I think we have two or three WCWS folks that have signed up already, but we need one more WCWS folks uh, person. And also, uh, we need four from WIKs if you want to jump in and jump jump in and try to go after this championship. Like right? that, that's going to be the big tournament that we're going to have. Hopefully I'm already in that, right? I believe you are. I believe Ann is, and I think JD is. Yeah, but, I think I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there is one more that needs that needs to sign up. Of course, after on the Wrestling Info Kid News and Views page, the belt, the picture of the belt on there. So if you want to sign up for that, here, please do so by going to that page there as well. Uh, <clears throat> before we go here, MLD, anything else you wish to add, my dear? Uh, no. <laughs> JD, anything else you wish to add, sir? That's it. Ready. All right. Uh, okay. So you're you're good. Okay. Uh, John, uh, anything else, sir? You wish to add? What's that? I was I was I was asking, was there anything else you wish to add? No. Okay. All right. And John said he has nothing else he wish to add. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I asked before, please continue to pray for the heartbreak kid, Fonte, as he goes through, of course, several more. Procedures here, of course, also the news that of uh, what happened to him earlier today. Uh, hopefully, like I said, he'll be able to uh, get that uh, get that straightened out here, and uh, we'll be we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely keep him in our thoughts and thoughts and prayers here. And uh, and JD will, of course, keep us up to date here with everything going on with Fonzie. And uh, hopefully, like I said, he'll be we'll hopefully have him back up here in tip top shape here. Uh, and and uh, of course, the bummer, of course, is. He's, his eye surgery that he's talked about, I think he, I think he said earlier tonight, JD, that uh, it's been moved to next month. I believe yeah. is what he said. So we'll definitely hmm. be saying. I think you're gonna laugh at this, guys. This is a pretty funny uh, video, uh, little clip. I think you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll definitely be, um, uh, and also, and, and just now, and, and this just actually occurred to me here just a few moments ago. Uh, of course, it'd be actually two weeks from tonight, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, I believe was when we lost the hot rod. Yeah. So, after sitting here thinking about it, here, by the way, MLD had to also go here as well, so we do thank her for coming on here tonight as well. Um, and I'll get with everyone here to see who, to see if we can have something special here. Uh, we, as you know, of course, like I said, if, if anyone remembers episode number 29, three years ago, uh, of course, July 31st, 2015, of course, the day we lost one of the true legends of wrestling, 
the Hot Rod, the Hot Scott himself, whatever, like we said, Hot Rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Uh, uh, of course, J.D., I mean, John also said that it was three years that Raw Radio was almost, was just about ready to be born. Yeah, well, he's right. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, but, of course, as you know, episode 29 of Revolution, of course, we all spent the night talking about the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, uh, and so so, next, so two weeks from the night, ladies and gentlemen, what I had actually thought about here is is that normally, like I said, of course, as we did tonight, we, we of course, we'll talk about Raw and other things here. You know, but what I'm thinking about what we do two weeks from the night and uh, I will I will get with everyone here and let them know that July 31st, 2018, three years after we lost a, a true pioneer in wrestling, of course, the 2005 Hall of Famer, Roddy Roddy Piper, is that we spend July 31st, 2018, talking about the man himself. I think so. I think right. that night we, right. we definitely do. Yeah, that yeah. night we have to. So. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll try to try to gather up everybody, and we only we we're be able to get everybody that, of course, was there the night of, of our revolution, the night that we lost, of course, the, the great man, the great the great Roddy Roddy Piper. But I'm sure we can. I'm sure we'll be able to get a lot of folks on and give their take about what about about uh, about you know <clears throat> the, legend, the legendary Hot Scott himself, and. Um, and uh, well, like I believe he was 61 when he passed. I think it was in California where he passed away. Uh, so, so two weeks from the night here, folks, we're going to push. We're actually going to push Raw's uh, uh, recap. Uh, talk about Raw recap. We're actually going to do a double dose on win- on that Wednesday night's edition of Revolution, in which we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown on the same night. So I just thought about doing that. So we'll we'll, we'll do it that way to make, to make it. Uh, to make it to make it official here. So, on that note here, folks, there's no one else that uh, one that need to add anything else. Uh, <clears throat> we thank you for joining us here tonight for episode 530 of WWS Revolution. I do want to thank uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, also the Iceman, Jared D. Geraldo, the Human Suplex Machine, uh, <clears throat> uh, John Gross, also, of course, I want to thank the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for being able to pop on and for, of course, coming on. Uh, uh, for coming on here, of course, letting us know about his status and all that, and we'll definitely, like I said, be saying a prayer for him as he goes through another, another a, a procedure tomorrow. To what I understand, and of course, like we said, his eye procedure was that was supposed to happen today. I think. Which has been pushed back to fourteenth uh, uh, of August, I think. Yeah, yeah, so I think August. I think you said the fourteenth of August. I think. I think that's what you said. Yeah. So, uh, so but, but uh, of course, I think tomorrow he has another procedure. So we'll definitely say a prayer for hopefully that outcome turns out to be a good outcome for him. So, uh, but of course, we'll, we'll, we'll get to hear from him on Revolution here tomorrow night. Uh, like I said, don't don't forget raw. Um, Raw Radio. Uh, outside the ropes tomorrow night at 6.30, pounds. Also, Wrestling Debate, 139.925 pounds. And also, Revolution, 138.05 pounds. With our live video feed from there comes from Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting. Also, we'll be talking about the SmackDown matches from Extreme Rules and also the SmackDown Live show from tonight. <clears throat> uh, also, in addition to the Wrestling News and Views and History and Birthdays, of course, some other fun stuff will be taking place here as well. 
This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for joining us here tonight. Episode 530 of Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. And have yourself a terrific evening and enjoy the rest of your week when we'll talk at you here. And we'll talk at you here tomorrow. Of course, like I said, I'm outside the ropes, wrestling debate and revolution. Take care and have a great evening and enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good night. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.